Good evening and a very warm welcome to you all for today's podcast brought to you, of course, by Equine Devil's Advocate on this snowy, snowy Friday. A little bit later than one intended to be, but that's what happens when you have this sudden snowfall. Hopefully, it's a one-off. But having said that, it is actually really enjoyable to see the horses frolicking about and rolling and playing in it and making snow furrows with their noses. Um, Having said that, it's all going to melt tonight and tomorrow will be one enormous pile of dirty mush. That we can do without. But anyway, let's crack on with today's topic. It is, of course, a Friday follow-up and your correspondence. Correspondence to the question of gremlins. Yes, those nasty little beasties and how to squash them. I knew you would all know what they were and I had no doubt that you probably have encountered very, very many. So, to that effect, let's take a little look at your correspondence. Here's one from somebody that wrote, I have encountered so many gremlins, hard to know where to start. I think we become somewhat immune to them after a while, but one or two do stick in my mind. The first being a your pony is not good, a particular beastie for me. She goes on to say, as a teenager, I had a fabulous, successful jumping pony. A friend of mine at the time was begging me constantly to let her ride and jump him. I didn't really want to, but her persistence wore me down eventually. After having allowed her to do so, after which I expected something along the lines of, Oh, wow, isn't he great? No, I was handed a gremlin. Oh, she said, I thought he would be more exciting to ride than that. In fact, he really is rather boring. Wow, a gremlin that left me utterly speechless. Well, tis true, they seem to have a habit of doing that. And here's another one, besieged by gremlins, clearly. Um, She says, recently, there appears to be gremlins that always want to spread their opinion with you. For me, most recently, they tell me my horse wants them to ride him because they make him work, and I just jolly him around like a donkey at the beach. He is too big for me. He is too much horse for me. I must let other more experienced people jump him as he is bored doing flat work and the list goes on. I have always allowed these gremlins to get in my head but I'm more recently learning that I should stick to my guns and carry on doing what I feel is best for me and my boy. And here's another one along similar lines. I'm ashamed to say that there are gremlins within my riding club. 
We are such a friendly club, but I hear people at our shows commenting on how others are riding or what their horse looks like. It disgusts me, as I'm that person that loves their horse, whatever it looks like, and they're trying their best when riding. I like to think that I personally don't play a part in these gremlins, and instead offer support to everyone. Sometimes when I hear a certain person talk about others, how they do, etc., I'm ashamed to say I'm friends with them, let alone say that I am part of a club with them. However, I have my own gremlins and create them all the time. They are always there when I'm riding, especially with one of my horses, whom I am struggling with a little bit. A friend was watching me ride recently, and I couldn't help but think she thinks I'm wrecking my horse, and the horse isn't as good as when I tried her. This obviously affects my riding and probably makes my struggles worse. I also get these gremlins in my head at competitions. I push myself to compete, but I can't say I really enjoy it because I'm always worrying about what. People think, especially when I know a gremlin is there. I have to train my brain to think differently in order to get rid of these real-life gremlins and the ones I make up. Well, absolutely, and I think that is so honest. And that is what we're going to talk about: is how to eradicate these ghastly little gremlins.、And、I really like this one; it highly amused me. Oh, the gremlins! The gremlins! Gosh, we have been unfortunate to be at most of their conventions. Why, oh why, do people think they know best? Basically, putting one and one together and making three. Please, please, I beg of a gremlin, don't do it. It's hurtful to both rider and equine. Yes, equines, they know. When someone is looking at them discouragingly and disparagingly, I asked a friend this question. Her answer: WhatsApp hasn't enough space for my response, but it depends on my mood as to how I deal with them. This said person did once, being at her wits' end, on the back of her number bib, with the judge's blessing, put a suitable advisory note. To the gremlins around, job done. Well, I say that is brilliant. Forget the gremlin with the placard. Make your own placard. Genius. Good thinking. Now here's one from somebody that says, "I would like to tell you of my public announcement, gremlin. I was invited to judge a show hunter class some years ago." At an outdoor county show, after going through the class, there were two horses to place. My choices: a very stunning black horse that I placed first in the line, and a second, a very nice chestnut, but not so visually striking as the black horse. It was a judge-ridden class, so after riding both, the final placings were to be decided. I rode the black horse first. Hmm, not good. The visual did not match the feel 
and the ease of performance that I expected. After which I rode the chestnut, which gave me a beautiful ride. He was a delight, so of course I reversed the placings, putting the chestnut horse first. The owner, stroke rider, of the black horse was more than miffed. His response when leaving the ring was to turn his attention to the spectators and announce in the loudest voice, "This horse won the championship at wherever. This judge has no idea what she's doing." Well, what on earth could I do about that? It's highly inappropriate for a judge to get drawn into a personal conversation and debate, so I had to just suck it up. It was a very unpleasant taste. Of that, I am not surprised. And we have one now from、uh, she's actually a listed dressage judge、um, who was hit with a gremlin that left her bemused and speechless.、Oh, don't they do that quite often? She says, after judging an elementary level class, I saw one of the competitors, stern-faced, striding purposefully towards me with her sheet in her hand. I personally am more than happy to take the time to go over someone's test sheet with them after a class. It can be very helpful for competitors. One glance at this person. And I immediately thought, "Oh, oh, she was not a happy bunny." She pointed assertively at a four that I had given for one particular canter movement. Politely, I said, "Yes." I read aloud the directive for that particular movement, and then explained that the four for insufficient was given as. Quote, you came out of the corner disunited. Without hesitation, she said, "Well, yes, but you weren't supposed to see that," and promptly stomped off. <laughs> I did actually have to laugh when I read that because, yeah, it's a gremlin, but it's also actually quite funny. And then there was a brief one when somebody also said, "Oh yes, gremlins. I think the pony club is the worst." But I also think it's human nature, and not just unique to the horse world. Well, I'm not so sure that I actually entirely agree. I think it's a learnt thing, because thinking about it, after all, as children, do we cast gremlins as our first words and sentences, and as our skill with language develops? No. I don't think we do. Somewhere along the way, we perhaps notice them, and then potentially choose to make more. And probably it's not actually the best choice we could make. And I do also think it's probably worth mentioning at this point that gremlins and the equine-trained, shall we call it, critical eye, are actually entirely different. And not to be confused with one another. So, thank you very much to everybody for your correspondence. It is appreciated. And obviously, what I wanted to chat about 
today is squashing them. Squish the gremlins. It's not easy, as they do come with the element of surprise more often than not. Having said that, let's explore perhaps what we can do to squash them. Now, as an adult, well, you know, a couple of choice swear words might just do the trick. But I thought, let's try a little finesse and refinement first before we resort to that sort of thing. Let's take a look at the example from last Monday's podcast, the lead rain class that I described to you. Gremlin one emerged. That pony is too short in the leg for me. You see, a good retort would be, do you know. You're absolutely right. You are way too tall for that pony. Smile, and exit. Gremlin number two, that coloured pony doesn't move very well. You might reply to this one. Well, the child is probably a tad young for Grand Prix at this stage. You see, gremlins come in different categories. The aforementioned ones, to me, seem to sort of sprout from. Oh, is it a human need?、Uh, a need to be in some way informed and knowledgeable, and possibly with a small sense of oh, superiority. They are easily squished with a bit of quick wit or humour. And also, do remember. That it's not actually a place of superior knowledge; it's a need to portray those attributes for some unknown reason, unknown to me, anyway. Then, of course, we have the aghast gremlins, that group of <gasps> horrified. What is it doing with its head in the air like that? The gremlin that's delivered with a horrified sort of serve the statement gremlin, serve that one right back at them with a practical explanation. You might say something along the lines of, "Well, I suspect you would get your head up and out of harm's way if you spent the best part of your life with people swinging a mallet around it." Something practical like that could be a very good option. Then, of course, we had the pony—the pony with the deemed dirty stop that needed a jolly good hiding. Well, you could go with something like this if you overheard such a thing. Oh my goodness! Oh gosh! I'm so sorry your family were violent to you growing up. That must have been awful. You see, right back at ya. Then, of course, there's the body slammer category of gremlins. Those ones that leave you taken aback, somewhat speechless, and out of balance, a tad off guard. They really catch you. But those ones, more often than not, they are not true. For example, you would hear something like. Oh, we went to buy that chestnut lead rein pony, the one that won, but we decided it wasn't good enough. 
That's why they spent so much money on producing it. Well, with a situation like this, I find the best way is look at them, look them straight in the eye, raise an eyebrow, and make a low "hmm" sound. And while you're doing that, in your head, say to yourself, "I see through you," and then wait, because they will exit. Mummy says ponies like that don't teach you anything about riding. Eyebrow up, look them in the eye. Hmm, I see through mummy. So, you see, with gremlins, squashing them or batting them back from whence they came, or simply seeing right through them, can actually be quite fun. You can be. Creative, you can explore your wit and expand your humour. Give it a go. The really dangerous ones are, as somebody mentioned in the correspondence, the self-generated ones, the ones that we make up in our heads. Hmm, those ones are seriously dodgy. How best to deal with those ones? First thing, try this as an idea. Don't let them seed in your mind. If you see spectators, or observers watching you, or even people at home watching you, and you even think for one second that they're creating gremlins, look at them and smile. Those people may even smile back. Pat your horse at the same time and create a different story in your head. It could be anything. It could be oh, they must be talking about a surprise birthday party they're planning. That's why they're so close and whispering to each other. They're admiring my plaits. They're wondering how I got my boots to be so shiny. They love my blingy brow band. They think. My horse is stunning. Any of these combinations, it really doesn't matter. And of course, if all else fails, well, just imagine them naked, with gremlins busting out of their hair. Have as much fun in the privacy of your thoughts as you can. From there comes your best smile. And always remember this: at the end of the day, it's your relationship with your horse, and nobody else but you, gremlin or otherwise, actually knows exactly what that is like. That is the important thing to remember. But hopefully, there's some inspiration for you to. Yeah, go play with the gremlins, squash them, put them back in a box, make your own anti-gremlin placard. Go for it. Have a bit of fun. So, on that note, please do join us again this coming Monday、um, when it will be warmer and there will be no snow, so we'll be a little bit earlier. And until there, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Please do take care, 
and we will of course speak very soon.